Okay, so uh, first and foremost, I want to take a moment out to apologize to each and every last one of our record, one of our listeners, for the travesty that happened uh, two weeks ago at this point, when Brian Douglas, the first or second host of the show, depending on how your mileage may vary, broke into my motherfucking studio and somehow figure out the password of my fucking laptop 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 is definitely laptop and found out a way to finally do something on the show besides to show up and recorded an episode of a shitty episode at that in my opinion and um figured out how to post it find image our clip art for the episode and all that shit um, it probably was the worst episode ever. I've yet to listen to it. I refuse to listen to it. And I apologize to you, the fans, for having to go an episode without hearing my my beautiful, melodious, desic tones. I think it's desic. I, I'm just saying what uh, Wood says from 11 o'clock comics. But I definitely apologize for that. It will never happen again. This motherfucker broke my streak, and he has no idea I'm recording this shit now. So I'm gonna throw my subliminals at him right now. I guess it isn't subliminal if I'm not. I'm saying his name. I'm not doing uh, <laughs> I'm not doing all the uh, motherfucking um, sub tweeting and all that shit. Like may have happened to me recently. <laughs> uh yeah, but I'm sorry about that. Um, he broke my streak of being the only host of the show who who has appeared on every episode, but it's fine. I mean, it won't happen again because, as you guys may not know, I I am the producer of the show. Uh, now that Randy's on his hiatus, hopefully he'll be back pretty soon. To that point, uh, so this was intended to be the actual uh, 49th episode of TSBOF, the podcast, um, gearing up to our 50th 50th episode. Um, At the time of this recording of this intro here, uh, we are still honestly planning uh, the spectacle that will be our 50th episode. Um, But I can tell you this, it's going to be great. And I can tell you this, I'm going to be the producer of that bitch, so I'm going to make sure that shit is great. Um, so we've got that lined up for you. We got a lot of other things lined up for you as well. Um, I just want everyone to know that we definitely appreciate you coming back to us after our long hiatus. Like I said earlier, it won't happen again. In the coming episodes, you might see some interviews with, uh, with, uh, professionals of of many, uh, industries. You're going to see more me, more Brian, hopefully more Randy, more double D, Chad, Ashley, maybe some new hosts. Um, thank you for also, uh, gravitating towards our B&E talk music. Oh, sorry. B&E music factory. (laughs) One thing Brian does do, he can name the fuck out, out of some shit. Um, this is going to be the second episode of Be in the Music Factory where we discuss Jason, Justin Timberlake and his illustrious career. Um, so I hope you guys, oh, hope you enjoy it. But as you know, we are prone to cursing. Although, as Brian said, we have we haven't been as bad lately. We've been pretty PG thirteen. This one isn't that bad either. There's some definitely some uh, 
sexual content in regards to our to our conversation but nothing too out of out of the ordinary um this intro is going really fucking long i, f- I feel like sean Pryor, but he he's of the black box podcast but he did this shit a lot better than i do um so enjoy the episode uh if you don't like cursing swearing anything like that uh don't listen um follow us on twitter at tsbof podcast follow me at jones describe uh by ava uh, retrospective introspection and competing with ghosts on Amazon Kindle right now. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't think Brian has anything that he wants to uh, talk about. Um, second episode of Eddie Murphy's Lost is coming out pretty soon. Thank you for how you received the first episode of that. Um, that's about it, guys. Uh, enjoy the following episode. Peace. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've got to Totally different. It's a rap song. It doesn't sound anything like theirs. And just to prove his point, Vanilla breaks it down and sings the dings. Ding, 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 diggy, ding, ding. Ding, 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 diggy, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. That's the way theirs goes. Ours goes ding, 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 diggy, ding, ding. Ding, 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 diggy, ding, ding. That little bitty change. It's not the same. Ours goes ding, 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 diggy, ding, ding. Theirs goes. Ours goes. Little bitty change. It's not the same. Not the same. Not the same. It's not the same. To another exciting episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. I am your one of your hosts, Brian. No. And, oh, 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 shit. This is what happens when we're ready in there. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> the whole fucking uh, swagging show. Alright, let's start. Yeah, okay, go. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, and with me, as always, is Evan, the third host and the only host who's on every single episode of the podcast ever in history of the podcast. We'll see about that. Um, so anyways, um, so a couple weeks ago, well, it might've been a little more, maybe closer to a month ago, we started, it's all uh, it's all a blur. Yeah. But, uh, since we haven't had our soft relaunch of true stories based on fiction, Thanks. um, you know, we kind of came up with our idea. We're going to have, you know, episodes that are going to be 
um, genre specific? How, I guess yeah, how, would you, how would you describe it? Uh, how I would describe it is this, like this: the, the format is a multi-passion format. Like we're gonna have episodes of just us doing like the standard movie reviews, countdowns are coming back. Um, and then we have episodes like. Last last episode was pretty popular. Well, I think it was last episode. At, at this point, I can't remember. Uh, it was Eddie Murphy's Law with Double D. And then Double D and I might have our own episode. You and Double D might have your own episode. But yeah, there's a lot of things. Who knows? I might have my own episode. You, I don't think that's going to happen. How are you going to record it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, and we also have what's also seemingly, seemingly pretty popular, the B&E Talk Music, which you rebranded. Yeah. So, yeah. We've had our one episode where we talked about Jay-Z, but I kind of, an epiphany, as they say, came to me. So we are going to be calling our music episodes B&E Music Factory, a little take on C&C Music Factory, but, you know, yeah, B&E, Brian and Evan. Theirs goes, dun 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 dun. Where ours goes, dun 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 dun. Ding. Oh shit! It's funny if you were us because we just watched that video. Because <laughs> yeah. um, Brian didn't believe that actually happened, so I had to pull up on the YouTube and show it to him. Did that actually yeah. get a little description of what we're talking about first? Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure that most of our listener pop culture fanatics would probably know about this. But back in the '90s, when um, Rob Van Winkle Alias um, Vanilla Ice was very popular with Ice Ice Baby. He basically stole a beat from uh, Queen and David Bowie, right? Yep. Under Under, under the pressure. So he got sued. Basically, for it. he did. <laughs> he, he stole he it flat out. Stole <laughs> that. And then he he didn't ask him for clearance or anything like that. He just stole it, and then he got sued, rightfully so, by the police and David Bowie. And then on an interview, he tried to explain it. And then Queen, he, not the police. Oh, I'm sorry, Queen. Sorry, Queen. Uh, he, he tried to explain what happened and how it was different because this baseline was different, but it was the exact same thing. It went for straight uh, face. <laughs> it went for straight face. He, he did the entire baseline twice, but the second time on his version, he added, like you said earlier, the ting ting. It's hilarious. I might even put that on the episode somewhere. Well, maybe like the intro would be that. Spice it up. Yeah, spice it should be. But so we've done one episode where we talked about uh, Jay Z. It was right before uh, his newest album, 444, came out. I think we did get, actually give a little bit of a review on 444, didn't we? Did we not? I think we planned to. I'm not sure if we did. Who knows? You might get it. If you haven't heard it already, you'll get it at some point. <laughs> you might get it. Um, you know, one thing we talked about is artists are coming out with new albums. While uh, we we will try to kind of get them these episodes kind of a tie into that, right? This isn't one of those episodes. Um, you know, the other po- point of it is, is we have artists that we like, so we want to talk about it because those conversations to us are interesting, and you know, we assume that they're interesting to you. Yeah, because I would say that the only thing that rivals our comic talk that they, that we've always had is our, our our music talk. Yeah, because for the most part, I don't know, it's fifty fifty split on what what we agree and yeah. what we don't agree, agree with. Yeah. And the funny thing is, there will be artists that we both like a lot. Yeah. A lot. But, you know, there's listening to us talk at times, I mean, something I like about that artist, Evan may hate. Yeah. Something yeah. Evan likes, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Which makes for good podcasting, I think. Yes, it does. Just this school of Ebert. <laughs> Two thumbs <laughs> up. I hope we don't both die of cancer. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Too soon. <laughs> um, but I guess we should let you know who we're going to talk about. Yep. Um, you know, you might have already gotten the hint of it if we throw some intro song by this artist at the beginning of it. But JT Money. You know what that's called, JT Money artist? Yeah. Gotta work these hoes. Gotta work these hoes. My favorite JT Money song is that one. Because that's the only one. That's the only one I know. I actually have a JT Money album at my house. A single? It was a play ass shit, is what that song was called. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. yep, yep. This is this be some play ass shit. You know what? Fuck that. That's their new intro song for this album. JT Money. It is not JT Money. It is another JT. Another JT that most of our audience will probably be a little uh, more familiar with. We're talking about actor JT. We're talking about musician JT. We're talking about comedian comedian JT. We're talking about, I gotta assume, author author JT. He's actually a a very good songwriter, which I'll talk about in a second, because he wrote a lot of songs for Beyonce. Mm -hmm. But we are talking about none other than Justin Timberlake. In Sing Zone. In Sing Zone. And the, the Tennessee Kids Zone. Yes. So... You know, realistically, real quick, um, if you would have asked me 15 years ago if I ever thought I would be a, really a Justin Timberlake fan, mm-hmm. you know, I thought some of them NSYNC songs were a little catchy, but I was never, like, into the huge boy band craze, you know, it was kind of like that young girl, teeny bopper type, uh, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, 98 Degrees, or 12 Town, or, or 12-year-old black kid at all black school. That's what I was like seventh grade man. I, I fuck with all that shit, man. And I proudly fuck with it. Like as a straight black kid in the black school, I fuck with these boy bands. Um, but I didn't mind them. Closeted boy band fan, boy band fan, I guess maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I was out with my uh, shit. I mean, I, I, know, I was never a huge Backstreet Boys fan, but I thought NSYNC was good. I went back and forth between the two. Uh, like on their first albums, I think I was more of a Backstreet Boys fan. On the second albums. NSYNC took a slight increase over Backstreet Boys because, like, there is more uh, urban. Millennium had some drugs, bro. Yeah, I get that, but that No Strings Attached was number two for NSYNC, right? Yes. See, I think Backstreet Boys killed them on the first one because that's the one with that everybody. Yeah, my sexual. Rock your body. Um,. That was on that first one. I don't even, I don't even know what was in six for some. Um, the first was one was just self titled. Tell me why I think it was self titled, but it had a Tell me why ain't nothing no, but that's a, that's the second Backstreet Boys. I, oh, shit. I, I I was trying to sing um, oh man, cause like uh, why did that shit go, bro? Uh, it, it was it was a good song though, but it was too popular to me. It was um, it's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. But when we have a part, I feel it too. And no matter what I do, I feel the same. With or without you. This is a bad song, but yeah, but in the first joints, it's all about that Backstreet Boys. In the second album, I like this thing better because it had more of an urban flair to it. The second Backstreet Boys was straight pop. But, but, 
but that second and sick combined both of my favorite genres. There's love songs about bitches and then R&B and urban music. So that's why I took a slight edge. Because, uh, fucking, the song, No Strings Attached was a straight, like, hip-hop song as well. Because that beat was like, the, the beats were more urban, quote-unquote. But, you know, I will say, um, we will get into a little, probably a little more uh, of the NSYNC talk here in a minute, but we're going to start out with talking about JT's first three in, uh, solo albums. Four, if you count. I guess technically he's had four. We'll get into a little bit of this whole split thing, because, you know, uh, Jay-Z did the same thing. Yep. No, he did No, no, no. Someone else did, though. Nelly. Nelly did the same thing. Yep. Nelly be at another date and time. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z actually had the decency of putting his shitty album Together as one, yeah. and then re-released it later right. on as a, a single album. Um, but we're talking about Justified. We're talking about feature, sex, love, sound. And we're talking about the 2020 experience and the thing. High sex 2020, bro. Was it just the 2020 Fires. Experience 2, or did, did he actually even rename it? I don't think he renamed it. Oh. I, I, I think it had like the same album cover, but he changed the colors. Yeah, it was reverted. Yeah. Inverted. In, inverted. Imperverted. K-K-O. So, you know, let's, uh, we're, we'll kind of, since only it's three albums. Right. Um, we can kind of start talking with the first one, and we'll move on. Yep. Um. Much like the last album, well, our last uh, yep. uh, po- podcast that we did with Jay Z, shit, I can't even talk. Uh, we'll tell you what we think is possibly the artist magnum opus album. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't if you can't figure that out when, as we're discussing this, then shame on you. Shame on you. Um, and then we'll think what we think could maybe improve the album, and uh, you know we'll talk about maybe a little bit more of his bodies of work too, right. because you know we do got like we said. He's an actor. He's a comedian. He's a songwriter. Songwriter. Uh, and he's been another. And obviously got the boy band to go with it too. So and he got hoes. He's married now, but he had hoes on uh, different area codes. And different codes. Uh, he he beat up that pussy. Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Tatiana Ali from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Really? Yeah, man. Now she married a white dude. Yep. Well, I must be. I what she likes. Who else? Uh, he, and then his wife. And then who's uh, he married to? Is it Justin Bieber? Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then I think Cameron Diaz. I think he was dating her yep, for a while. Yep, yep. Cameron Diaz. And then it was motherfucking. Oh, uh, music. This is Rain. This Rain is hoes. His hoes were top notch. Top notch hoes get the most out the lesser. Uh, Tatiana is probably the hottest one to me though. Britney Spears at the time. At the he time, had that young yes. Britney. Yeah, that young. Before Britney. she went crazy. Yep. And wrote one of the best probably revenge songs at her. Mm-hmm. Beef. You'll probably hear us sing quite a bit, JT, tonight. Yep. Um, let's start at the beginning. Oh, let's start with Justified. Mm-hmm. Now, you re- recently listened to this album, right? Mere days ago. Woo! <laughs> so, ahead. not a week ago, you told me that was trash. I did. I did. Too poppy. Yep. Um, was not a good album. Yep. My argument was... I agree with you. It was the poppiest out of all of them. He hadn't hit his stride. Yep. But it wasn't as bad as you were trying to make it out to be. Had some really to me it had some really good songs. It was when he it was kind of that transitioning when he was trying to transition out of boy band into a solo R and B act. Um 
I guess the closest might have been that in, I think I don't know if it was the final NSYNC album, but when they were getting a little more R and B ish themselves. She had Gone. Gone was a great Gone song. was a Bears great yeah. song. One of the great one in the top thousand songs of all time. I think that's undisputable. Well, top, top, top thousand songs of all time. <laughs> you know, we you say that like it's a joke, but I bet you there's a lot of songs you think could be in the top, would be in the top thousand. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be. If like they had an actual list of the best top songs. Dude, bro, you know how many songs come out a day? A top thousand isn't that isn't that unreasonable. No. Cause there probably a thousand songs come out a day. We'd probably come up with a song right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh so let's get into it. Justified. Mm-hmm. Re-listen. Yep. What's your thoughts? Not as bad as I thought. Um because I thought it was definitely trash. It, and so what I would say about Justified is, as you said a moment ago, he was finding his voice. He wasn't confident yet. And then I like how it sounded like it would back back and forth between Neptune's and Timberland, Neptune's and Timberland on every on every track. But what I but the point that I want to make about it is he he found his uh, his groove and melodies, but his lyrics were trash. You know what I think I blame for that? Who? Um, studio. Think so. Well, you gotta understand, he came from that boy band, that that girl crazy boy band era. I don't think they want him to take that more adult tone where he's throwing parental advisories on his album. No, no, no. I, I don't mean lyrics like that. I mean like the actual lyrics were just trash. Like he was forcing, he was forcing the words to go to melody. Like gotcha, gotcha, prime okay. example on that song. Um, damn. Towards the end, like the, the battle towards the end, like he was like, "You've been working at this place for years." He was, he was. The the verses were so long and so all over the place to fit the melody. It, it didn't fit correctly, and on a lot of the songs, he had that same problem. It was like, "You've been at this, da 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 me, da 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 pack everything." Prime example, pack everything. It sounds, it, it sounds clunky. Pick up the jump, jump, jump. It's a good melody, but the lyrics you try to throw in that melody were clunky. Don't have to pack everything. It sounded weird. I don't know what you're saying. You're saying I can't Get think. Jump in the car, go. I think it's called Driver Road or something like that. Towards the end, we have. Uh, let's take a ride. Yeah, let's take a ride. All right. So let's start with me, Senorita. Bars. Senorita. As a matter of fact, what, it's a great intro to an album. It's a great impro- intro to an album, and I feel like it, it was improvised. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm a friend of mine. Yes, I am. Like that was kind of corny. Dun, 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 dun. Can, Can I, I leave with you? That's why I, I definitely feel like it was all improvised in the studio. But then, like the bad part when I heard it back in the day when he was like. Gentlemen, good night. Oh, Bitches, good morning. I was like, that's JT. Yeah, that's, that's JT. That's JT, JT to a T. <laughs> that's JT to a T. <laughs> and um, also, the album has kind of a aesthetic vibe to it. Like, like, like much of well, the Neptune's half of the album has has the same kind of vibe to it. So, Senorita, great track. Absolutely. What you should, what you say is the next good one. So I'm looking at a list of the tracks right here. Like I love you, featuring Clips. If I remember correctly, because I haven't listened to this one like you have uh, recently, uh-huh. it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, if I, I want to say that was a good one, but I can't remember. When it first came out, 
I, I was back and forth on it because it was a little too poppy for it. And, and then like you, like his ad lib was stupid. Come on, baby, this is Justin. But now when I listen to it again, I, I caught myself singing along to like I, like I know all the bars and shit, so it's kind of good. But again, it suffers from what most of the album does. The melodies are good, but the lyrics are seem forced and clunky. So, all right. but I like but I like, but I like when he says, "I just love your brain," because brain is you from this one we get ahead. Mm. I thought that was like the ball side and shit. Brain? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was before. It was like a movie where like they squeeze your balls. That kind of looks like a brain type thing. I got in my hood. In my hood. Um, real quick, because I'm gonna get back to the song. But rock your body. What one was that? What you mean, like, well, huh? It was like, are you asking if it was good? Oh, oh, oh the, the, what track? What? Cause oh, because that's good. So that's iTunes music. So you can't really look at the entire album, can you? But um, well, it's the whole album. But they got rock your body was one of the. Singles, singles on it. Probably in his top five best songs. Which one was it? Don't be so quick to walk uh, away. Yep, 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 yep. All right, I remember now. Talk to me, boy. No disrespect. I don't mean no harm. Talk to me, boy. And they had girl songs. They had girl songs. Sex. Sex. <laughs> they had it. Which is controversial. So, 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 so let's. I'm gonna have you naked by the end boom. of this song. On the Super Bowl. When, so this is where okay. So Justin Timberlake was accepted by the black community because because you know he had his swag and he was on BT a lot. This is when he pulled that video. Yes. But then, been naked by the end of the and song. And then he claims like, oh, what happened? I didn't know there was a titty right there. And what I said, I'm having naked by the end of the song. I knew that was gonna happen. And then, so you probably heard people say, and then you have, I'm sure people in the audience have heard, it's like get your hood or slash ghetto pass. I, I prefer hood passes in terms. So when that happened, just the Timberlake turned so Anglo-Saxon. Well, I don't know what's going on. It wasn't me, guys. So he lost his pass for a long time until that second album came out, man, because of people. There was a huge backlash that he wanted to be cool with the black community so bad. But then when, when something bad happens, he backed the fuck off. Huh. It, it, it was like all over the, uh, the black Community, They're like man, fuck just Timberlake. Say, there ain't no black twitters back then. <laughs> no, no black twitter, yeah, but because it, 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 he was a bitch when that happened, bro. Because he, they knew exactly that. What I don't get about that. This might be a little red. If the, if he pulled her titty out when he said I'm having naked by the end of the song, what was supposed to happen then? If, if her titty didn't come out, what was supposed to happen? I think I don't know. I wonder if it was supposed to have like one of them. Uh, Pacey things Pacey's on. over the I guess so, yeah. uh, titty and just pulls out and see a forty-year-old boob flopping around. Black titty. Oh, <laughs> I mean, how many Super Bowls can you say you see a titty on? One. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but but he, he had a, a lot of backlash to that. But 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 that, he gained his respect back. He to the did. Black community. I'm he guessing. did. He, he definitely did. But that notwithstanding, that is still one of his best songs because that's also I, you might say that is like the. Uh, uh, a bridge to the second album was the, now we aren't segueing there yet, but I'm just saying could that could that have a little disco vibe to it? Yep, yep, yep. A little little dance like yep, bam. You know, it's not a dance club hit, but you can definitely get your rhythm on. I like the fact that he didn't say I'm gonna get you naked by the song. Naked, <laughs> naked, naked, naked. Um, which I guess will bring us to probably the biggest single off the album. Cry me a river. Cry me, cry me. Um, what's your thoughts on Cry Me a River? 
So actually, real quick, first, anyone doesn't know, this was his revenge song against Britney right. Spears for uh, whether she dumped him, he dumped her. I think they broke up. She made some song, one of her singles, this I can't is, remember which one, this against is, him, and then he came back with Crimea River. I don't remember that. But um, I could be wrong. It's been a long time. But based on that... It's been a long time <laughs> since I left you. With a lot of dope beat and stuff, too. Um, but, but, um, Based on this song, and as well as the song towards the end of the album that wasn't the single, it seems like he's saying that she cheated on him. And and he was most upset that she didn't take responsibility for it, and she didn't apologize. Who the fuck she cheated on one? That stupid-ass Kevin Penderline? I mean, I feel like Britney Spears... Rapper himself? I feel like Britney Spears was kind of out there wild, bro. Yeah, Probably been. multiple dudes. Go for her. I applaud her for it. <laughs> she was young then. She didn't need to be tied down. Yeah. Where did you, JT? I feel like Justin was probably push her to be tied down, too. Think so? Yeah. So I, I think that she fucked the other dudes as a way to rebel against her being tied down. Now, what's your thoughts on... Because um, obviously, I think that was his first one that he kind of started getting... He did remakes, too, because he had the Crimea River remake yep. Yep. with uh, 50 Cent. Yep. Um... Who came out with turn one hit single to two? Yep, that's <laughs> how he starts out the song. Then <laughs> spouting off, you know. Um, I like the remake actually quite a bit. Was it the exact same beat? Yeah, but 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 you like the fact that they had fifty on. Yeah, it was a little more because that was that that song came out when I think fifty was in its prime. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, fuck, what was his first album called? With, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. Get Rich or Die Trying, not to be confused with the shitty movie or soundtrack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, 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 I have to say, though, quick little sidebar. Soundtrack was shitty, but the lead single was one of 50 Cent's best songs. That, uh, Hustler's, Hustler, Hustler's Ambition. I need to find things in my life, so I hustle. And it's flowing and shit. Yeah, so we, we get a second. You out there too in podcast land. That soundtrack is trash, but the lead single, A Hustler's Ambition, is bears. So he did quite the opposite. So get rich or die trying. Well, uh, anyone that listens to us, <laughs> they know we're here known for our rant. So the Get Rich or Die Trying, the album, mm-hmm. came out with a shitty first single, Wankster. Technically, Wankster was on a, a soundtrack, it was on 8 Mile. But that was yes. also. But that was a single, and it was on Get Rich or Die Trying. Was it? I'm going to pull it up right now. I, Maybe as a bonus, I think. Um, I swear that was on there. Um, I don't think it was. I mean, I, I could But what, I'm, what I was getting at, yes, I'm sorry. and I'll let you know if I'm wrong here in a hot second. Um, hold on, I got it right here. Hold up. Yeah, because yeah, like, we listened to some videos yep. the other day. It was on there. Wankster, track number 17 on Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh, so technically... Okay. Um, it was it was 50's first single. It might not have been an album single because I think it came out on the um, Eight Mile soundtrack. Eight Mile soundtrack, yep. But he comes out with Get Rich or Die Trying the album. Mm-hmm. Shitty first single, pretty good album. <laughs> Get Rich or Die Trying the soundtrack, <laughs> good single, shitty album. Yes. Flipped it. Yeah, I can't think of any even halfway decent song off that soundtrack. Do you think he was just riding off Eminem's coattails at that point? Oh, Eminem can put out a movie. I can put out a movie. I think semi-autobiographical. I think what Fifty did was he saw how hot he was, and like he wanted to cash in and keep and keep 
riding that wave however he could. I think 50 wanted to be an actor. 50, 50 acts to this day. Not that great. But I think he has more passion for acting than no. I was gonna say than music, and that's not true. Fifty has passion for music, but no one cares anymore. Yeah, but he still puts shit out. Surprisingly, is it more underground now, or do you think he tries to be mainstream? He tries to be mainstream. It it just doesn't take. But he he does have two, and I promise we'll get back to JT. He has two songs he put out in the last ten years that have been decent. One of them is called is a sound is a thing song to the show power. It's him and uh, Joe, the R&B singer from the nineties. Not it, Fat Joe, right? No, not Fat Joe. Joe, the R&B singer, and it's actually a damn good song, bro. That thing song comes on. It's called it's called Big Big. What was the name of shit? Big Rich Town. So on the way home, that's like a country song. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of a country group. Like they say, this is a big rich town. I just jumped from the poorest bar. So there's that one. And then like the, the song he has uh, called Bitch, I'm the Man. Ho, I'm the Man. It's also a good song. Huh. And then she put out last 10 years has been trash. Interesting. All right. Back to JT. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Oh. We were talking about Cry River, honey, cry me. But speaking of that, so, so what is real quick? Your, I'm sorry. What one do you like better, the original or the remake? Remix, not remix. I personally think that the 50 fucked that song up. Really? Mm-hmm. And I prefer remixes if, if JT would have came in with a different verse. Did he just do the same verse? Same verse. So all he did essentially was add 50 on it. I don't like those kind of remixes. I like P. Diddy remixes. It's a whole Kelly new re- song. A whole, or at least, if not a whole new song, put a new second verse in. You know what was a really good remix? Or remix. Um, it's taken back a few years, but when Eminem did Recovery, Mm-hmm. He didn't love the way you lie with Rihanna, Rihanna. Uh-huh. and then Rihanna had her album come out, and she came out with "Love the Way You Lie" Part Two. Oh, did she? Um, so in Eminem's verse, it was basically him, and then she kind of does the, well, the bridge or the hook and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she does the whole song, but it's basically not. It's reversed. It's her perspective of the whole thing. Really? And then he comes in just the last verse, and ah. Uh, but that, it's a whole new song. Got the same beat and everything. Yeah, but it's um, a different. But song. it's a little bit, sl- little bit slow, slower, <laughs> and it's all from her perspective. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to that tonight. But also, this is a tangent. But it's standard music. These are tangents of yeah. standard music. Uh, that that reminds me of when Neo wrote and did the demo for the New Kids on the Block album when he came back like 2011 or some shit. But actually, well, pretty pretty good ass album in my opinion. Back with NKOTB. No, no, no. That was like '92. I mean, like 2011. It came back with the album "The Block." Was that the album, or was that what they were going by at that point in time? There were still new kids on the block. This shit is going by new kids. Or or Z. Yeah, but but they they definitely aren't new, and they definitely aren't kids. New men. New, new, men, men. new men on the block. <laughs> but um, hide your kids. But the first sequel was called uh, "Boyfriend" or "Girlfriend." But then it was AKOTB featuring Neo, and it was actually, and it flowed well. But then Neo put the same song on his album without them on it, and it was trash. It was the same beat, but just him doing all the part. So essentially, at least that's better than because we were even talking about this recently. Mm When artist comes out and has a guest artist on the song, they put it on their album, and then that guest artist has the album come out, like, oh well, this was a hit. (laughs) I'm gonna put it on my album too. We won't name anyone but Because th- that artist will be coming up On a future installment of B&E Music Probably the next one well, Okay, uh, getting back on topic though Yeah, uh, Crimey Rivers is also Probably one of his top 
five songs. Um, and it also was the first song that showed the chemistry that him and Timbaland have in the studio. Because you can argue that uh, that Justin Timberlake is where he is today because of Timberland. Now he worked and second album like, with all Timberland Neptunes too, right? On the first one, the first one was have to have Neptunes and Timberland. The second one was all, all Timberland and one Will I Am. So you think he just took the success of the first ones and transitioned it to the second one? I can't say that because 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 Rock Your Body was uh, Neptunes. Was it? Yep. And uh, I just love your brain was also Neptunes, but essentially, and this 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 you also may not know, and I'm sure people in the audience don't know about this. You know who hates Justin Timberlake the most of anybody in the world, probably? Joy Fatone. Nope. Mr. <laughs> Kilpatrick. Nope. It, it, it's not an sync member. Oh. Genuine. Really? You know why? I do not. Could. When Gene Wine first came out, Pony, I'm sure everyone knows Pony. That's the only one that's some people probably know. Can you name any other Gene Wine song besides Pony? No, but I kind of want to look it up to see if he has another single. <laughs> Gene Wine has a lot of hits, man. But what? he didn't really. So, okay, when, when I was a kid, it was Gene Wine and Usher, right? Top two RB guys. That herpes giving Usher? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it was like the same thing as Michael Jackson and Prince. Now, Michael Jackson was a bigger run in the pop world, we'll call it mainstream. And Prince, in those days at least, was mainly popular with urban community. No, I just heard Zep. This is going to be a tangent on a tangent. tangent on a possibly tangent. on another tangent. <laughs> um, I just uh, was listening to something the other day. Do you know that Prince was originally supposed to be in the Bat- Bad video for Michael Jackson? Yeah, yep. I knew oh, that. you did? Yep. As, as, as like the rival game? Yeah, but who was it that. To play off their. Uh, yeah, but who was it that ended up playing it? It was uh, unknown, wasn't it? Oh, oh, no, it's someone known. What's the dude from from fucking New York on the cover or some shit? Oh fuck, I don't even remember where I just heard it at. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Yep. Uh, so okay. So anyway, so Jane Wine stayed popular in the urban community, and, and Usher just fucking skyrocketed. So when Jane Wine first came out, his main producer was Timbaland. So Timbaland did a lot of shit for Aaliyah, Jane Wine, and, and Missy Elliott. So Timbaland wanted that mainstream appeal, so he started working with Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake. Gene Wine was on TV saying that him and Timbaland get back in the studio making an album, but, but Timbaland said, no, nah, fuck you, Gene Wine. I'm going with just Timberlake to get that mainstream money. So because of, since Justin Timberlake, Timbaland has never worked with Gene Wine again. Wesley Snipes. Yes. Wesley Snipes. Directed by Martin Scorsese. Yep. Yep. Sorry. No, you're no, you're fine, you're fine. But yeah, so Gene Wine hates, and Gene Wine has yet to recover. Since, <laughs> since the fucking loss of, of Timberland. So I, I guarantee you that Gene Wine hates Justin Timberlake. So, differences. What song was that? My whole life has changed. Since you, oh, but you know, well, you probably know In Those Jeans. Oh, in Those Jeans. That was a big song. Yeah, that was a big song. In Those Jeans. I always picture when whenever I hear Pony, mm-hmm. was that like was that 90s? Like, 96, 97. I like picture like early 90s. Like I would never like it is genuine, but it almost seems like it was so old that I it wasn't genuine. Because so this is where like you see like the, the depths of my music uh, knowledge. That's because um, Pony was written, I believe, by the guys from Jodeci. 
Jodeci's early 90s. So you had to say Jodeci sound on Pony. So that's why it reminds you of gotcha. early 90s. Because uh, a guy from Jodeci found Missy Elliott, Timbaland, and Jaywine, and Aaliyah. Well, not Aaliyah, I'm sorry. And he, he used to literally beat their beat them up in the studio, bro. He beat up Mr. <laughs> Elliot. That's not funny. Yes, it is. He beat up Mr. Elliot. Uh, I, I got my party out. <laughs> I, I take no pleasure. I take no pleasure beating women. But he, he also beat up Timberland. He also beat up a Magoo. <laughs> Back in the day, it was on Timberland and Magoo. <laughs> All right, so anyway, so I. So let's kind of segue into the second album. Feature, sex, laugh. now, when Sexy Bad came out, I went, what the fuck is this shit? I was not a fan of Sexy Bad. <laughs> it grew on me. But it didn't grow on me. But when it came out. Like, the, the beat, it, it had no real beat. <laughs> it's like random sounds. It was not smart to make that the first thing. No. But you paid off, though. I think it paid off. like Love Stone, or Love Sound, should have, I was. I would say Love Stone. God, I, that's another song. Yeah, that's, yes, it is. What song is that? Oh, Love Stone is number five. Um, but Future Sex Love Stone probably, to me, should have been the first single. Yep, but I think what happened with that, uh, Justin Timberlake likes picking his first single because on the first album, if you remember, he had a documentary series with MTV chronicling the making of that first album. And the studio, I mean, the, the company did not want him to have, have that song as the first single that, uh, nah, I gotta love you. But, but he fought for it. And I feel like he fought for for uh, Sexy Back too, but Sexy Back introduced his new sound that was very unorthodox to the world. So it it, it kind of makes sense. It was weird, but it kind of makes sense. Cause nothing sounded like that at the time. No, no. We'll go to a little more depth on this in just a second. But listen, to this I'll, I will beg you to tell me that the first half of this album you can't sit down and not skip a song. Yeah, Future Sex Love Sound, Bars, Sexy Back. Bars, we'll call it bars. It grows on you. It, now, not I mean to the point now. Yeah, sexy ladies. Why the sexy ladies? Why the weakest out of the first half? Oh shit, I like that. Going into melody, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. That's the weakest one to me. Probably. Going into what I think is probably the best one on the album. Love Stone. I think that she knows. I think that she knows. No. Which bars took this that probably the best song on the album. On. Fortunately, it's the song that JT said, I'm going to do a whole other album like this. <laughs> because he basically took two songs and morphed them into one. No, no. That happened uh, on a lot of those songs, too, man. Yeah, but... Well, that, I knew he did it, but that was his big, that was kind of his big one on that. True, yeah, true. Cause, but yeah, then he... Yeah, the piano playing. That shit was bars. You, you think the song's over. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, it's the same track. It's like you got a hidden track right there in the song. That's what he should have done. It shouldn't be a like how he split it. It should be like, all right, I'm putting. Some people put hidden tracks at the end of the album. I'm putting a hidden track in the in middle. <laughs> That's how he should have done it. And then yeah. when he released the single, only released the first part. Yeah, you want to hear that? You want to hear that? You got to get out. You got to listen. You got to get out. You got to listen. You got to listen to that shit. 
But then he goes from Love Stone, I think that she knows, to what goes around comes around. Yep. And Terrible goes, video, though. Terrible watch video. And then it goes into Chop Me Up. That's number seven. But those first... I can't even recall what that is. Those first That's seven... or six Mafia. I can't remember. I can't recall what it is. But those first six tracks... Wait. Was My Love on that first six? My Love. My Love. That one? Yeah. Um, Him and T.I.? Apparently not. Well, hold on, we'll go. So seven is Chop Me Up, eight is Damn Girl, feature one. Damn life. Girl. Number nine was Summer Love. I remember that was a good Summer one. Summer Love is my shit, bro. Um, That's all my relationship. Oh. <laughs> Number ten was Set Set the Mood Prelude until the end. I can't get the whole thing out. Ten the time, probably. Eleven, Losing My Way. Is that the one? <laughs> nah. That's uh, Twelve is another song, another song all over again, and thirteen was Boutique in Heaven. I don't remember the last two. On mine... Now, he did have an extended version of the album, so let me see if it's on that one. On mine, it had Pose last on him and Snoop Dogg. Pose, 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 only for my photo. It was 13, out, 13 tracks. My Love was the second single with like MTI. And another one that can take my place, oh, yeah. my oh. love. My love. Let me go back. My love. Oh yeah, Melody. Let me talk to you, my love. Oh, okay, yeah. Which let I me think talk they, to you. Was I think when they released the extended version, they took that first part out and just went to my right. love. Yep. Yeah, because that "Let me talk to you" was not good. Let me talk to you. But my love, my love, it's probably the magnum opus of the album. My love, on a, a great bad, album already. He was like, "If that real, that he, 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 that falsetto, bro, that falsetto." And I agree. Great track, but I still think Love Stone was the best one. Was the best on that album. That's where we're uh, disagree. Respectfully, of course, but I will say this: My Love is what got him back in the black community. Because that's what that came off all over black radio, bro. I guess because like, Love Stones isn't gonna be, yeah, that, that's, that a, was, that's a rock song. Yeah, because it's not really R and B. No, because he was still a little. This back. album, is, well, I think he found his sound because what what is sound especially in this album is R and B, hip hop, Rod Stewart rock, disco, and a little bit of Ziggy Stardust is in there too. He get that disco because he's sitting there like I'm covered crushing that, that disco, disco ball with the big ass shoes, the big ass wingtips. So yeah, he took those five sounds and put and put them all together in a blender, and it had a perfect blend. Would you say it's a new kind of music that he came up with? That can you say it's new if you can hear all of his influences? If you morph it together, I would. yes, 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 I would, I would, then. absolutely. And he mastered it on this one, and he probably should have came up with a different song for the next one because he mastered this shit. Because I heard like. Because on um, feature sex love song that's Rod Stewart for, for the um uh the verses, but then the hook is straight David Bowie. Don't tap the me, I got her in my zone. But that is Bristol Bowie. I don't think she's ready to go. Must be my future. Sex love song. That's David Bowie. That's Ziggy Stardust, bro. Because that's like. RP. That's like fucking theater rock. Like like you in the stadium on that shit. Like you all glammed up and shit. 
that's exactly what I said. When it came out, like, this is Rod, this is Rod Stewart, Ziggy Stardust, uh, R&B, and hip-hop. It's like Bebe the Bow is hip-hop smooth out the R&B tip with a pop of pill to it. Interesting. I, 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 I can't disagree with you. First time I may have ever heard that's there, and when you say it, it makes sense to me. Yeah, bro, I can break it down for you song by song where, where his influences are. But that's why I'm a music aficionado. Mm. And I, I know about the uh, everything, not just the urban. Would you say there's a bad track on this album? Yes. Towards the end, uh, the song to try to be all fucking uplifting and shit. Talk about the dude lost his job and all that bullshit. I want to say another song all over again. I, I don't even remember that one. Like, that's not the one that, that, that I listen to. Yeah. No copyright in front of me. This is a free podcast. Yeah, no. I don't think I heard this before. This is just music? <laughs> you fast for like a minute, bro. That sounds like that. That was a bridge to the third album. The second. <laughs> that's the third album. That's what that sounds like. This is Boutique in Heaven. I like it already. I haven't heard it before. Never heard that before. This is I have the extended version. I bootleg. That's why I think like he took this up. So he came out with an extended play mm-hmm. of it, where and he took that uh, took that last song off and put "Until the End of Time" featuring Beyonce. Now, ugh, that song is a beautiful song. Probably one of the most beautiful songs I've heard in a long time. But Beyonce fucked that song the fuck up, bro. The version is just him. It's beautiful. I'm liking that boutique one though. I don't know why he took that off. I've never well, heard, I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you hear Pose featuring um Soup Dog? I'm gonna go real quick. Uh, look, but I want to hear. So we're just gonna play a little snippet real quick. Yep. So I want to see what he changed out of this melody. Uh, my love. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like it. And this is also a rare one that has a, has a transition at the beginning of the song. So it's a six minute, just over six minutes. And then he adjusts it. Or did he just change the title? I think he just changed the title. Wait, wait, wait. But hit pause. And go back. He, he put it. So that's how mine was. This is the end of uh, Sexy Ladies. Oh, let me talk to you. Yeah, and I think that's a better way to do it because he didn't want to fuck up that good song yet. See? Oh. That's what he did. So he, he took that intro and made it a transition from Sexy Lady. So I respect him. Yeah. So he started doing what Kanye did before Kanye did. Yeah. <laughs> Changed the album. Except for changing the whole thing. But that's a little, I respect a little bit more. Like, hey, you know, I think this song's better here yes. than it does here. Yep. Although I do like that last song a little bit. I don't have to listen to it to figure out. But at the same time, though. It, if you got your headphones on, like you're listening to it, it's vibing out to it, it it's going to sound the same anyway. Yeah. Uh, it depends. Because you, sometimes, no matter what, you actually get that little pause. A little pause. True. It all depends. Does it flow well? It also, if you did want to skip tracks, he knew that 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 uh, that uh that that my love was a hit. Like, I don't want people to listen to this intro first. Let's put it in the other one. So you want to hear my love, you can just hear my love. Yeah. Because that's a long one, too. It's like two minutes, probably four minutes transition. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. 
Alright, should we get to 2020? Nope. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not ready uh, yet. Not ready? I, I'm trying to think if there's a bad song on there. Besides that one. Well, uh, another play. song all over again was, I thought that was something different. And Trap Me Up with him in, a, in Three Six Mafia. Trap Me Up. What is this? Set the mood prelude until the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Mm. Sounds like my Chinese restaurant. <laughs> that's where he started doing like, all right, I'm going to make eight minute tracks. Yep. Which we should talk about before we uh, talk about the third slash fourth album. This is the album where he introduced those transitions. Mm-hmm. I call them a remix. Like, he, he, he did a remix on the song, to the remix. But then my buddy Brandon told me, no, it's not, a, it's not a remix, bro. It's a transition to the next song. And like, and, and it worked nearly flawlessly on this album. And I think it went to their heads. We're going to talk about on the next one. Yeah, but these, those transitions were so beautiful, man. Like, they did the damn thing on them, man. And um, Summer Love was amazing. I can take you around and the band and And then his melodies and lyrics caught up. The lyrics were good. I'm not sure if he had help. But the lyrics and the melodies were matched. It wasn't clunk lyrics like, You've been with this place for years. Melodies and, and, and the lyrics caught up on this album. So you might first remember the movies. Who's to say? Because we haven't picked yet. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? That's why I say one might say. We'll, we'll see what album we might have to talk, <laughs> that we talk about the most. All right, but moving on. So we have. Like Evan said, third slash fourth album. So you had the 2020 experience. Yep. Oh, black the, and the white shows. Oh, white and the black shows. <laughs> followed by the set that came out in 2013. Followed by the following year by the 2020 experience. <laughs> Not even part two. The 2020 experience. <laughs> you might as well just call it. This is just two. Followed by the following year, or maybe at the same time, I think he released it as the whole 2020 yep. experience, which fucked up because he put. 10 tracks on the first album, uh-huh. 11 tracks on the second album, it's 10, 21 tracks. It should have been 20 tracks. 20 tracks for a 2020 experience. Or, or 40 tracks in 2020. 20 on one, 40 on the other. So, you know, it's funny that we say that. Back when we were growing up, it was not uncommon for an album to have 21 tracks. It was. Now like, you get 10. Now you- Luckily, you're lucky if you get 10. You're lucky. No, I'll say it. You're lucky if you get 12. Yes. 10. I think everything is weird as stuff's evolving. I don't know if it's people's minds mindset or attention attention span. Attention span. Absolutely. Because you're getting shorter T V seasons. Yep. Which I actually appreciate. Yep. I think nice tight season. Yeah, if you get a nice a lot amount of time to tell the story, you're not sitting there bored with filler episodes. Yep. And I hope I'd get respected with the same on music that if I'm only gonna get ten tracks they're 10 solid tracks of music. And that what happens a lot, but also if you think about it, bro, back when he had like 18 track rap albums, how many, how many skits were on there? It took up all the skits, essentially. But I had 10 or 12 actual songs dressed with skits. Do you ever like skits? Sometimes. I like the Kenneth Kniff. Yep. Uh, and then uh, my favorite skits are on Cameron albums. But it's like, how many you you ever heard of Cameron album, right? Uh, Purple Haze. Oh, have you? Well, Purple Haze had the best one because uh, Purple Haze, I believe, is the one where the girl took a shit on his porch. Like, I hate you, Cam. I'm gonna take a shit on your porch. I don't remember him, but 
I always had like girls call this voicemail complaining about him. He had the best. I like Snoop Dogg's doggy style. Never. Heard never of you never heard it? No. I never heard that album my entire life. I heard Snoop songs on it. Yeah, I, I never heard an entire Snoop Dogg album my entire life. Really? Really. Well, I'm changing because we're going to have to have a future installment. Yep. But Doggy Style, he didn't really have skits on there per se, but he has like skits introing into songs. So he had like, yeah. uh, um, where it was like you were in a fucking uh, DJ booth, like, oh, this is DJ Easy taking the jack off. <laughs> um, and uh, so Good old Calvin Brothers. Oh, I agree. I think the timing for skits are done with. Yep. But so I guess get back into oh, off one another one of our tangents. Um, you have the 2020 experience. Yep. Disc one, essentially disc two. I don't really know if you consider this a double double album. If you consider two albums. First and foremost, let's get it on. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do this as one album or two? I would say let's let's do it as two only because, as we discussed previously, there's a definite difference, shift in the quality between the first release and the second release. So because of that... But I think he always imagined it as, and I think the, why he did it the way, is there was a huge tonal shift in the albums. Yes, true. Um, I think one was almost more R&B-ish, one was more a little dance, hip-hop, bu- bubblegum type Bullshit. I feel like that that's where they spun it, but I feel like he said, look, the first one did good. Let's take all the trash we had on the floor and put that on another album. Put that out. We'll put some one good song on it. No, they had at least two. TKO. And they had at least three. TKO. Mirrors. I hated Mirrors. Bro. It, it, it mirrors is on the first one, bro. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, and I hated Mirrors. Because I, like, I get my mirror. I like Mirrors. Um... Take Back the Night was okay. Um, Take not Back bad, the Night? Not a bad thing, I think. Is that the country song? Uh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Terrible video. I'll tell you the funny thing, though. What's that? Because he had a song with Jay-Z on the first album. <laughs> that was Byers. His suit and tie. Yeah, again, it was a weird song, too. It took a while to grow on you. He had a song with Jay-Z on the second album. Trash. Or, he had a song with Jay-Z on Jay-Z's Magnum Cards, Carter Holy Grail, which Byers. was the best out of all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion. No, no, that's a fact. I don't think that's not even a figure, bro. That's a fact. I'm trying to, now I'm having my mind like all I know is I like Jay-Z when I'm trying to think of, I can't fucking think of that or what the uh, Travis Bell. Was it Magnum Card? On the uh, no. Magnum Card Holy Grail. Holy Grail! Holy Grail. <laughs> Blue told me remind you niggas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have a hard time saying that first part, but the first like verse is all niggas. Yeah, but how does his how does JT's part go on that? Because the, the hook that he had was amazing. Amazing, I'm in this place with you. I just can't crack your coat. Well, I changed to I just can't fuck your hoes. One day you're screaming, you love me now. The next day you're so oh. One day you're here, one day you're there, one day you're so unfair until the cup runneth over. Mm-mm. Holy grail. Who uh. told me remind you niggas? <laughs> does it emphasize? Yeah, he really does. I'm the nigga. Why the first? <laughs> Did you ever think for a hot second? Not only is it the first album, the first single, but the first track on the album since his daughter was born. Yes. And the first bar of his actual verse. Did Blue really tell him? 
<laughs> Remind the niggas, daddy. <laughs> Is that what he takes away from his daughter? Because his daughter couldn't have been crazy even talking at that point. <laughs> uh, Boo told me to remind you, niggas. Side note, that was Evan that said that. That was definitely me. But out of the three songs between, because they had that little connection for a hot side. They had a tour. Oh, they did? Yeah. What was the 2020 tour? Uh, boys Summer. And, and, right. and neither one of them were boys. They're all old men. But, good track. Yeah. So, going back, alright, so Suit and Tie, that's on the first track on the 2020 experience. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Thoughts on that first single? Yeah. Well, you kind of already said it. Yeah, it was a great first single, but like features, like uh, Sexy Back, it took a while to get into it. Like, because uh, with Just Timber, like, he obviously trying to change his whole little swag of every album. So, like, okay, so, so this is going to be the crooner. Like, the 80s, well, I mean, the 50s crooner, but with a, a minor appeal to it. Was this one, well, not this one, 2020 Experience album one. Wait, wait, are you talking about 2020 Experience or the 2020 Experience? 2020. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Was uh, the first one the more disco-y? No, the second one was. Was it? it had a cabaret on it. What was Let My Gro- How was Let My Groove in? Because I thought for some reason I'm thinking in my head that was a little more disco-y. It, it was, but the first one also... But the main focus of the first one, though, was that crooner shit. Remember he had a, if I wanted that girl, this yep. is in love with me. So watch it from the other side of the track. So what the friends don't make me match up. I'm better with a little bit. Was that Push Love Girl? No, that, that's the first one. That's the first one. Love Girl. That's him doing uh, his Marvin Gaye. Well, that's a good track. Yeah. Um, he has some good tracks on this one, but nothing's great besides uh, Spaceship Cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's also top five. Is Blue Ocean Floor good? It was long. It was like seven minutes. This album had the dumbest song title out of any of them done. Song titles? Yeah, I agree. Well, no, I just mean one of them. Strawberry Bubblegum. I kind of like that shit. Strawberry Bubblegum. I would say dumb title. Yes, I agree. Strawberry, Strawberry, Strawberry Bubblegum. That that was the poppiest song on there. Uh, Tunnel Vision was good. Tunnel Vision? Because in that video... Because they had some law in like 2014. You have nudity in videos now. So now, in Tunnel Vision video, titties. Titties that day. Robin Thicke was the first one to do that, wasn't he? Well, not the first ever, but he kind of brought of, it back. Yes, 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 I agree. It, and so did. Uh, bitches in that yes. And John Lennon did one with titties in it. Titties that day. I'm the mayor of titties that day. With my dog. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't like the mirrors. I hated Mirror. I liked Mirror a lot. I hated Mirror. Mirror. Why? So it was. It was just. It was fake. It was him trying to be emotional, but it was. It, it saw it on It was forced to me, bro. Back of me, back of me. I did not like Mirrors at all. Mirrors might be my least favorite song on, on that album. Oh yeah, but again, as we stated, we agree. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Now, right. would you say that? The 2020 experience, not the 2020 experience, had its weakest singles. The first one. Yes. And the second one only had, what, two that the, Take Back the Night. I mean, like, take Back the Night and uh, take Oh Dog, they had one, Drink You Away, I like a lot. That's a country sound one. We're like Southern Rock Country, because it's, it's a country I can kind of tolerate. Was that a single? I think so. Okay. 
It's not start on this, but um, I'm pretty sure. TKO was cool, though. He says, hey, there with that cool, 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 cool. Did some radio station blink that part out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, not a bad thing. So, I mean, all I, fuck, I may say I like part two better. Okay, but the well, besides you got, those, though. You like Cabaret, right? No. Oh, I thought you did. No. But TKO wasn't bad. TKO was the best. Take one. Back the Night. I, drink, I hate to Take Back the Night. Oh, I didn't mind it. It was too instant. Drink You Away. That was good. Not a bad thing. And I want to say Only When I Walk Away. Only When I... Yeah. Because... Yeah, not a bad thing. That's a good track, too. Yeah, I agree. And that's the one where he also goes back into the transition into... Would you almost say that's a... That, no, that's a hidden track on that one, though. What? Take... Not a bad thing. Because 11 minutes, I think it stops. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty sure you almost have silence. Yes, like uh, blueprint style silence. Uh, you have silence, and then it comes back. And it's nice because it doesn't even have a title on it. And it comes back with like that Bob Dipper sounding song, right? Like like mm-hmm. some fucking singer songwriter shit. Like he's on a, a stool or some shit. It's gonna be way past that, bro. Yeah, that's the second song right there. Yep, there's a silence. I'm gonna see how much silence he hit. But I like this first part. You rap. In the second song, to me, it's good because I saw again, I saw his influence. I feel like he was Cat Stevens or Bob Denver on a stage with, on a stool with fucking a guitar. Okay, yeah, yep. Singer songwriter style. Mm-hmm. So we're at five minutes and we'll say eight seconds. Okay. And we're going to wait this out, guys. See how long it's... Because on, on a blueprint, it was like a, a two minutes, I feel like. It was a long silence before it came back. A long silence. We need to start doing this. I mean, we've done it before. 20 seconds. He 20, goes 20 seconds. seconds of silence. Which is a lot, because the average person will say, okay, next song. I'm done. But I'll tell you, I like he doesn't even give us a title. That's how it should be, in my opinion. That's a hidden track. Hidden track. Hidden track. Well, this is tight too. Yeah, because like I said, because when I heard it, like this is like he's he's a 1970s with his with a curly fro on a stool with his guitar, just him. What screwed me up is I remember when this came out mm-hmm. and I'm listening to it and I hear it. Yeah, like, and then I'm sitting there <laughs> trying to find I'm like Motherfucker, I know the song's on. He said not a bad thing. <laughs> I know the song's on, but I wasn't paying attention. Like what track yeah. I'm on, I'm like, oh, the song's on. I'm like, oh, it must. I think it was the last song of that. And I go, no, this ain't it. Yep. But I'm on the last one, and so I'm still just keep on. Like, what the fuck's on? And, and that's how it should be. That's how a hidden track on, on, on an album should nice be. Nice little surprise. Yes. And, and it pays off, and then it had your patience pay off. Yeah. Especially if you like, you take it a few times. Oh, I'm done. Click stop. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, oh, yep. shit, I ain't done. Yep, exactly. And, and then um, I'll tell you, like, another artist who would pull that same uh, that same motif, my boy Ty Dollar Sign. Because he, on his mixtapes, he have a lot of hidden tracks in there. Like Now, there is, like, that gap in between, it, but he has a lot of hidden tracks that are really good. I like the idea of putting the hidden track in the middle. <clears throat> yes. Well, I think they should bring back hidden tracks more. Mm-hmm. See, what it shouldn't become all of a sudden stable. Kind of like as much as I enjoy them, end of trail, uh, post trip, post credit scenes. Mm-hmm. I was like the idea of like, all right, am I gonna risk it? Let's roll the dice. Yep. Am I, I gonna sit there and say Marvel movies? I know, stay. Mm-hmm. The other ones, there are some. I bet you there's so many movies you see that have a post credit scene 
Yep. That you probably don't even realize. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to think what the first one I ever seen was. The first old, one that whole ass movie. I think did did fucking X Men have one? X Men one. Um, I don't remember, but I remember there was this was from like early nineties, but I can't remember what it is. For me, it was Spider Man or a Spider Man movie or X Men movie because because uh, the first one that I can recall. I don't it. think Sam Raimi put anything in the Spider Mans. Maybe maybe for me then it, it was Daredevil. Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Daredevil, it was either the Kingpin touched his leg or some shit. Or uh, no, it was Bullseye. Oh he's yeah, yeah. he's head. and he's in the hospital. He yeah. moves his finger yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there's something from early. I want to say like maybe Ninja Turtles one or two or something like that. But I could be wrong. I can't remember. It was somebody fucking coming up from a grave or some shit. I, I can't remember. No, what no, no, I'm thinking of Masters of the Universe, which I, which I saw it as a kid, but it's from the '80s. So. Yeah, He Man. So, well, there's some other it's ones. It's not though. my He Man. <laughs> there. But, there is a list out there of, of, of like all the post credit scenes. It, it probably, it probably it's, it's comprehensive. Almost, it's almost like a cheat. <laughs> Reward someone they want to. Yep, I'd say, but everyone that does those, the credits in movies, those are people that work hard for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna get people to say and pay attention. But you know, give something to reward the people that do. Yep, I agree. But um, now here's the downside about hidden tracks on, on music now. Could people Listen to music on their phones. How the phone works, it tells you how long the track is. Mm-hmm. So they shouldn't have been a way for the track to stop rolling the time, but then have a song and have it come back on. I'm not sure if that's possible, but that's the perfect way to do it. Because now you can see a song 11 minutes, you know it's going to have some hitting in there. The fuck is this? <laughs> right. the song's over. I got six minutes left on this track. Exactly. Um, well, that's how I used to do it on my Sony Walkman. Exactly. Because it had the track. Or mine is it had track numbers. Like, yeah. So, so then I, I had no idea how long these songs were. So now I'm just zoning out. I think of, oh, it's back on. One, two, three. Uh, for the Girls, Girls, Girls remix. Oh, shit. Let <laughs> <laughs> me ask you this. Would you say JT's had a bad album? He's had some not ones that aren't as good as others. Okay. If you can't guess which one to think the Magnum Opus is, we're going <laughs> to tell you. Should we just say what it is? Well, no, well, first, I'll answer your question, though. Do I think he's had a bad album? Yes. Which one? The 2020 experience. Not not the 2020 experience, but the 2020 experience. It's funny because well, a few days ago you said it was Justified. Yes, I agree. But now it's changed. I like more songs on Justified than I do on the 2020, the second 2020 experience. Would you say it's a bad album though, or just not as good? Are you are you holding in comparison to others? I, I think you're correct. I can't say it's a bad album, but in, of all his albums, that's one I listened to that had the least amount of replayability. Yeah. I would, I would go to those like four or five tracks. And that's it. And I'll agree with you. And even I'm some of my favorite artists, but uh, you know, cause there's albums I like more than I like. There's albums yeah. I like more than I like about others. But there's still a few tracks. But I might not say it's a bad album. But yeah. I think there's just other ones that are so well done. Because I um I like the, the second twenty 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 experience. Like, so you like the twenty twenty experience? Yes, but but you not as much, but. You like the 2020 experience, but you like it better than the 2020 experience. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but um, but um, if I compare tie to our last episode, the, the Blueprint Two, the Gift and the Curse, versus the, the 2020 experience, the second half, 
I like that. I like the 2020 experience more than Blueprint 2. Because the Blueprint 2 on both discs had maybe three. Yeah. So that, that I say is a bad album. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say the 2020 experience was better as a whole as the whole 2020 experience? Or was 21 tracks on it? It would have been better if they took, if they added the tracks I like off the second one to the first one, have a 14, 15, 14, 15 album, track out, in my opinion. I will say, I think he could have had a amazing one disc album had he put it together. Yeah. Oh, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, and then we'll kind of wrap up and, and and give up give all those delineations. But I think you know both agreed that on the third fourth project, he he overdosed on those transitions. Mm-hmm. Every song had a fucking transition. Yeah, it's like hey, I I like the concept, but now it's getting a little overdone. And they were trying to recapture light. Mm-hmm. The first one, it was natural. And the second one, oh, everyone seems like those transitions. Let's do it again. Did you like that uh, troll song they did? That was that summer ant, that big summer song last? Oh, no, no, no. It, it, it was too popular to me. Too popular. Now, did you know that the third album was originally going to be him and Timlin doing the country album? Really? Yep. 2020 experience? It was going to have a different title and everything, but like the concept of the second was obviously him being like, Techno pop disco shit. But the concept of the third album is gonna be like some Johnny Cash country shit. Like not like crazy country on my back rows and shit, but like being like more of a hardcore country album like, like a, a Johnny Cash, uh, like more like a southern rock-ish mm-hmm. country album. But then like but then like never pan out because Timbaland is also from the South and like he also likes country music. So it, it was his dream to also do like a country album, but but like, thankfully, it didn't pan out. Now, do you respect him more because he kind of he kind of just puts out his album as he feels fit. Mm-hmm. He's not held to. I don't think the studio really holds him up. Like, a, listen, you've got to get a new album out this year, um, or anything. Do you respect it more that he's like, all right, if I feel like getting one out, I'll put one out. Absolutely. So do I. So it's been fucking. We're going on almost five years now since twenty twenty experience. Really? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That Which I was wrong. I got to correct myself. I said those came out a year apart from each other. I think it was about a six month gap, but it was all in the same year. I think it was March, yeah. March and October. Now, if I remember correctly, that's what I was going to say. But I ain't going to correct you yet, because uh, that came out the year my friend got married. Like that's that's how it was in that picture right there. Like it, like that's me. Like my brother was like that's at his wedding, and then like uh, they played that spaceship coop at the reception. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, Justified was 2002. Yep. Until long last time ago. When it came up. Um, but then you went. You had four years between that and Future Sex Love Sound, and then seven years in between that and two, three, four, five. Yep. Because 2006, that's like when, that's the peak of my birthday. Fall in the summer, early fall, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because uh, when school came back, when college came back in, I was going to um, the coast, and that fucking sexy back used to come on, and like I'm bringing sexy back. That was the most difficult yeah. song to dance off of in the bar, bro. The it has no beat to catch. Don't know how to act. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it just played three times in a row, and, and, then, and then all the girls like, "Oh, let's dance! You can't dance off that shit, bro." <laughs> Just bobbing your shoulder up. <laughs> but then the whole beach is stuck to the bridge. Steady, babe. 
it, it, it was a weird sort of dance off. Okay, so right. Magnum Opus. Honestly, if you couldn't guess it from what we how we've been talking about it, Magnum Opus is easily Fitter. Thanks. Fix up the boy and got him in my room. That's also a, a, a great first track on the album, bro. Because it actually gets you hyped. Like, oh, what the fuck is this? Oh, shit. Yeah, so yeah, and I think that everyone in the world would also agree with you and I that that's his best album. You think he'll ever top it? No. You don't think he can? That's his thriller. Can you catch lightning in a bottle? No. He tried, he tried to. That he caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah. He, got, he hasn't caught it again. This is not going to happen. Fuck. We haven't even gotten to the point of acting, Jason. This might be. We might have to revisit this episode. <laughs> because there's a lot more to talk about Justin Timberlake. There is. I mean, but granted. We didn't cover a lot because I put you a bunch of shit about him in the black video. Mm-hmm. We talked about genuine, how genuine hates him. But we didn't talk about. Oh, I mean, Same. I guess you could kind of segue into his Lonely Island activity. Yes. Because uh, Lonely Island, for anyone who don't know, is a musical group by Andy Sandberg that originated from Saturday Night Live. Um, but he did some skits and he did some comedy. And this is where show. I'll be honest, this is where Justin Timberlake can show his comedic chops. Right. Um, man is a very, very, very funny, talented individual. But he made the songs uh, "Taking a Box," yep, which is actually my least, might be my least favorite of the ones he did. You think so? Okay, we did uh, "Taking a Box," "Mother Lovin," and Three Way." I forgot about Three Way. Uh, so I think he did three three tracks. Those are my <laughs> favorite to least favorite in, in that order. Uh, I mean, when "Taking a Box" came out, though, it, like, it changed the world. Yeah. It took over the world. It's like in a box. It, I don't know how it happened. A box. But I won. Put, put a hole in the box. box. Two. Put the junk in that box. Three. Let her open that box. That's the way you do it. And what is so brilliant about Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island? You can tell that they are fans of, of the genres that they parody because that was a, it, it was the structure was an R and B song. Yeah. It's like, it's wise enough to know when I get knees given. That's R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I'm wise enough to know when I body these healings. Some shit like that. But it's a, and then when they were top of the fucking basketball room, that's Bill Bill DeVoe. True. If you look at that video, I do all, all I know what harder she came from. Yep. Humping that by. <laughs> I like mother loving though. That is it. She's my mother lover. It's a mother lover. We can fuck each other. Fuck each other's It will be my honor to be your new stepfather. It will be my honor to be your new stepfather. Something, 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 something. I'll never use a rubber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Three ways probably actually least fit. It's not bad. They're all good songs. But I, again, I agree. I think they were trying to uh, capture lightning in the bottle. Sure. Recapture lightning. Well, I think it was the thing. Whenever he, I think Justin Timberlake was always a guest hosting like, yeah. once a year, and they do an art. We got to do a new uh, the Lonely Island song. But he's actually I watched uh, the Lonely Island movie Pop Star mm-hmm. yesterday, 
And he's in that movie. He's got a little, little small part, but it's funny. They keep making fun. He's the the chef for uh, for a pop uh, star. Pop star. Uh, Connor for real is uh, Andy Samberg's name. It's not based on the Lillian group, but they're all right. Um, he's the chef, and there's a scene where he's like, all he ever does is chop up carrots in like different ways. <laughs> um, but he's chopping, he's singing a song, and they just go, "Shut up! Leave the singing to the professionals." <laughs> and he's like the them and everything. Um, but that's funny. Justin Timberlake and Donald Glover might be the two most talented people. Multi-talented. Right. But, but it's okay. Multi-talented is what they are, but they're still, in terms of, they're the most talented, the most talented people of our era. True. I'll give you that. The thing that we haven't gotten from Donald Glover yet, and it's, maybe you've seen it and I haven't, but mm-hmm. it's, and I know for a fact it'll be on the prices, good dramatic performance. And I guess you could argue to a point Atlanta a little bit, but I still think Atlanta is more of a comedic show. Well, okay, how about Justin Timberlake? That's also the thing that he needs to work <laughs> right. on. Now, he's had some movies, because he was in uh, Alpha Dog, and I think that might have been the, his first movie role. I think so. Um, which was a good movie. Um, and he didn't do bad in it, but he didn't do great. But he started showing that, that's where I think he's like, alright, I want to start acting too. Justin Timberlake isn't a movie actor. He needs to comedies, he may he make a comedic like, no hey, he can he's, he's not a movie actor now Donald Glover has been he, he's been in a lot of movies and he's good at every movie I've seen him in he was in a Martian he, he was good in that true I guess he, he has had some small parts I'd like to see him get more of the bigger roles I'm hoping that for Don Donald Glover Don. has a better chance of being a a, a a leading man a successful leading man than just I don't know why but I think it's his voice because. Jeff Timberlake has, has like a his voice is natural like falsetto, and like you can't take him seriously in, in a dramatic role because of his voice. I want to so his friends with benefits. Justin Timberlake's only like main starring that I can think of. Yes, because no in time. I was I heard it was trash. I heard it wasn't bad, but no. I don't remember. Um, he was in Social Network, small part in that. Yeah. Um, that god awful love guru. He was in that. Huh? He was the main character in that one. Was he? Oh, Black Snake Moan. He was in it? Mm-hmm. He was the white trash uh, boyfriend. Uh, but yeah, I think it was uh, Alpha Dog was his first kind of big role. Oh, I don't. I don't know if I guess I ever see Justin Timberlake as main actor yet. I don't. He's a good comedic actor and cameo and skits, but I don't. I don't, I don't see him being like a, a leading man. Donald Glover, I think he can do it. Donald Glover might be a little bit more talented, but but just him like it's funnier than Donald Glover. There's one other person you're forgetting that can in our era has been that multi. Don't tell me because I'm gonna get it. The Rock. Now he, he he's not multi talented. He no, he's a good actor. He did a good transition as a sports star. Yeah. Although he did have the uh, Wyclef song. It doesn't matter. Oh man, I forgot about, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, uh, no, not who I was thinking of. Oh, who would? Trey Parker. I mean, I want to say he's multi-talented, man. He can write, and he can, uh... Artist. He writes, I mean, you don't really think of him, but, uh... All he needs, because he's... If you actually look, he's won a Tony Award. He's won a... True. Oscar. Did he? For what? Uh, Best Original Song for, uh... Blame Canada for South Park. Really? 
Um, there's no idea there's what a, something called it. It's like an argot or something like that. Let me look it up real quick. But it's something yeah, yeah, like Facta of Emmy, Grammy. There might be, be, be in order, but it's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. And, and what's the other one? Emmy, Tony, Oscar, Grammy. That might be it. EGOT. Yeah. Is it an EGOT award? Mm-hmm. That's it. Cause like those, those, those are the top four. But if you added a BET award, that'd be the top five. Top five. Oh no, they never got the Oscar. They were nominated, but they never won. Um, that's the big thing. A lot of people are saying if they transition Book of Mormon to uh, a movie, actual film, they could probably get an Oscar for that. But they are. Uh, they've won four Emmys. Um, seven Tonys and a Grammy for Book of Mormon. They were nominated for an Oscar, but never got it. Okay. But it is multi-talented because he's, they've done TV, they've done movies, um, they've done Broadway, they've done music. I mean, that's what I was just saying. There is, he was also multi-talented. Not to the multi-talented, I think that you see um, Justin Timberlake and Donald Glover yeah, because, and how Usher wishes he could be. Yes. <laughs> but okay, but uh, the thing about the South Park guys, they're behind the scenes. True. So you know, I, I was talking more so people actually in front of the thing now. They're both in terms of uh, Donald and Justin. They're both accountants behind the scene because Donald started as writer on SNL, I believe, and then on Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. And now Justin, he's gotten better in writing. As I said earlier, he was trash as lyrics before, but I think he wrote. Um, do you know that Beyonce song, XO? My love is. I think he wrote. I think I think he wrote some of that. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, and Jay Z were in the same studio at the same time doing a, a Magnum Carter 2020 and whatever Beyonce album she was doing at that time. So like they all go in between all the rooms and shit, like help each other out. There's a I don't know what this is, but I'm looking at his albums on uh, Apple Music. He's got almost like a soundtrack. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. I'm wondering if he did the score for this. He might have. Because. 30, 31 tracks with Chelsea in it for an hour long with <laughs> to score. But I wonder if, I mean, if that's something he's getting into as well. That's interesting. Because I, I didn't know that he can play any instruments. He says his album. I wonder if Timbaland did it, he took credit for it. <laughs> Book of Love. Who is, it? is that? Jason Sudeikis? Looks like it. Never heard that movie before my entire adult life. I'm going to look it up. As we're winding down this episode. As we're winding down. But uh, yeah, um, I hope that one day Justin can, because um, him, him like every other musician, Wants to be an accomplished actor as well, and I think he found his lane doing doing all of his comedic shit. But I think he wants to do some fucking dramatic roles. Well, some fuck. yeah, he's done a lot of fucking. <laughs> on holes he got. Yep, Justin Timberlake's first foray to musical score composition. Wow. So, hmm. yep, put another feather in his cap. Yeah, we had none that we didn't even listen to. <laughs> and then, but it's, it's but if you do the score though. He doesn't actually have to play the shit. He just has to conduct the people and tell them to compose it. Yeah, he might not be playing, but he writes the music. Got you. Hmm. So. 
Gio Gio Gotta work these hoes, gotta work these hoes, gotta make this flow, gotta work these hoes, gotta work these hoes, gotta make this flow, gotta work these hoes, gotta work these hoes, gotta make this flow, gotta work these hoes. Nigga what? Check it out. Did you watch them back when they were used to be on the Mickey Mouse? Like, did you know JT before he was JT? You I knew of JT before. He- I knew of him, yes, because uh, we didn't get the fucking Disney Channel, but my grandma did, so I would go over there sometime and I would catch that. Yeah, I, I would know, catch say you must have been one of the rich kids. <laughs> we had cable. That's back in the yeah, but J- Disney Channel. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I remember as a kid being like every like once a year you get that free Disney weekend. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like. I'm done for the weekend. There ain't no schoolwork getting done. I ain't, we ain't leaving the house. We got a Disney Channel. Disney Channel. I'm right here from Cable Cable. It's like 99 or some shit. For a long time, a couple years later, all of a sudden, was the Playboy Channel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah dude, back in the day, my grandparents had all the channels, bro. They had on Cox Cable. They had all the channels, bro. They had HBO 1 and 2 when it first came out. HBO 2. It's just like an I can't even get an HBO one. These motherfuckers ain't no one and two. <laughs> Showtime, Cinemax, and yeah, they had all that shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but times when I went to my grandma's house, I would watch it. It, it wasn't a bad show. But it had some good skits. I don't think I've ever seen my life seen the Mickey Mouse well. I like how they redid like the uh, the M I C K E Y M O U, but it had a hip hop flair to it. Oh yeah, but bro, <laughs> what was funny, right? On that clip, I- I'll probably send it to you at some point. Cause you know, um, Britney Spears was also on the show, right? Mm-hmm. After they saw that "Cry for You," when, when also funny, Ryan Gosling could not sing or dance. He was trying so hard though, and then Justin and, and JC both outsung the black dude singing a black song, which is funny. Yeah. The funniest part of it. When the song was over, one of the other girls gave Justin a hug, and Britney Spears pulled Justin off of the other girl. She pulled him off of the other girl, man. It was hilarious. 
<laughs> Hilarious, bro. I think it's Slim Fame, though. He took that virginity from my girl. I mean, I don't think he, I don't think he did. They probably took his. I thought Brittany was out there in the streets. I was young. That's what she had a little dog, too. She had that fucking little school girl yeah. on the drip. I mean, Jamie Lynn had a baby at 12 and a half. Hard to say that because of fucking, back then she was a fucking pipe. 15 year old, but 16. Hey, old. I was like 12 years older than me. She's older than me, so. Yeah, but I mean, I, I feel like Brittany was fucking early because she's from the country, bro. True. They got a home train up. Ain't nothing new about bum fuck Egypt. I'm exactly. Do some fucking. Exactly. Jake Lynn had a baby at 10 and a half. Oh, she was like, she was like 14. She was, she was not old enough to have a baby. She was too young, even for me coming from a black school when kids have babies at 16. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? She was like 13 or 14, bro. She was early, like ninth grade. Yeah, baby, one more time. <laughs> yeah, right what she was saying to JT. <laughs> so, but I feel like somebody fucked her before Justin. She took Justin's B card, but I don't think he took hers. She was experienced. Say, oh, I put my leg up. And, put your leg up. I already came. <laughs> I remember back in the day in TRL when she was trying to sit there and confess how like innocent and yeah. she's a virgin. Then all of a sudden she comes out with that pussy tattoo. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what's up? Is that a little butterfly right now? I ain't buying this shit. I can't be. All of a sudden, just every little new music video just get a little more clear to see if she her pants, her pants are getting out in the yep. skin tight leather pants. And, and Brittany still look good now. I probably would have fucked her when she shaved her head. You see, you, you would have fucked her even then? Oh, I probably would have. I don't know. Come out the grab and get your chair and I'll fuck her. We get that one. Spears. I got back with a skull, I guess. <laughs> that skull. <laughs> All right, uh, we we are going off the rails now. <laughs> I think that's only we would end up so that's how we would fuck for this. <laughs> you know what though? I might even take this part out, have an alto song to put this in a hidden track. <laughs> I might do. You can put like at least twenty seconds of silence. Right, at least twenty seconds of silence. This is a hidden track. <laughs> so I, might I think do. it's only fair we put. We include this in as a hidden track. Yeah, because that was the big topic of this episode, hidden tracks. So, yeah. Tell me who got it. Who got away. You tell me. You tell me. We didn't even talk about that. On the show? Yeah. If you did. That's for another time. That's a story for another time. So, uh, we don't have a new sign-off yet, so. Still working on it. Sing it, motherfuckers. We're drunk and we're out. Peace.
All right, so do the order or the uh, JT Money talk. We actually listened to the JT Money album, or a couple tracks from it. So we, we, gave you little, we gave you a little tease a few minutes ago that what you got was a hidden track, but guess what? This is the hidden track. No, 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 no. I'm, we're doing two hidden tracks, like Jay Z. Oh, shit. <laughs> Two right here, talking about the illustrious short-lived career of JT Money, which, to be honest, we talked about for about two Maybe hot two, minutes. Yeah, two hot minutes. And said he only had one hit, one hit single, "Play Ass Shit," off the hit album "Pimpin' on Wax." Pimpin' on Wax. But there at least two hit singles. But who that was? It was definitely a hit. In the I, mean, I don't think Pimp, I don't think uh, "Play Ass Shit" was a single. I think who was, that was? Who that was? I think "Play Ass Shit" was just a catchy album cut. Song. Um. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah. This, we this got some fucking hits on there. <laughs> hits. You got... Who that? Who that? I'll check who that. Check him. Oh, no. It's, we're going to have that on there. They, they probably already heard who that. Yeah, you're going to hear who that. Um, whole problems. Whole problems. That whole got a lot of problems, bro. Let it go. Let, let it go. If a hoe with a hole, let it, let it go. Let it go. I'm trying to think. I'm going to just go through a couple of these tracks real quick. Yeah. Pimp versus USA. Interlude. I didn't even interlude the first fucking track. <laughs> Is that be an intro? <laughs> you would think. <laughs> JT is fucking up. Goofy ass motherfucker. Uh, play, play ass shit. Yep. Who that? Who that? On the grind. I remember that one too. Yep. Yep. I'm going to play quick a little second. Yep. What? Well, this one. So beat. Um. Oh. Poetry moment interlude. No, that's an interlude. Yeah, it was mid album. <laughs> oh, we ain't mid album yet. <laughs> 14 tracks on us. Uh, that's number five. Uh, whole problems. Too real. Right. All right. Pimp matrimony interlude mm. number three. Three. Cause uh, the first track is also interlude number one. Something about pimping. It's like something about Mary, but it's something about pimping. Yep. Byron, I can't say this next one. Rap ass nigga? Yeah, yeah, okay, had all those stars. Oh, Rap yeah. ass nigga. Nigga! <laughs> 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 Dank. That's weed. Kite to the boys. That's all stupid. Uh, 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 what you want? 14 tracks, 51 minutes. He real he fucking blew his wad in the first five tracks. <laughs> yeah. What what those first five? Uh, six. No problems. Yes. So what what he, he should have done is put out put out a maxi single or EP. True. It, it would have been a classic EP. All right, I'm gonna play. go on the record right now. Okay. JT Money's Magnum Opus, <laughs> Pimpin' on Wax. JT Money's shittiest album, <laughs> Pimpin' on Wax. How the fuck you have a Magnum Opus? In <laughs> that is an undisputable fact, man. But we can have. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. Plot twist. So. He had a couple of, or no, Pippin' on Wax was first album. P- album number two, what it looks like, is the best of JT Money. <laughs> it's the same album! And the Poison Plan. It's reported in packaging. But I do remember this one, Blood, Sweat, and Years. Yes. Except Tears, Blood, Sweat, and Years. That's what he did. I actually had a question. Return of the... Pippin'? No. Return of the... Beizer? 
Undeniable. I remember that album cover. I remember that album cover. I don't remember this. Which one's really called? Dude, did, was he signed to uh, No Limit? M.I.A. Memorial. I remember that one too. Get your money. Get your money. I, I don't remember that one. P.O.P. or P.G.P. Pimpin' Gangs. Pimpin'? Oh. I remember this blood, sweat, and years. Yep. Huh, maybe we have to do an episode of it. You might have to, JC, might have to go back and do our research No J.C. Money episode. He's got a song called Pimp Burger. That sounds like he's... I don't know what the It's an interlude. Yeah. It's the first track again. <laughs> a feature in... Oh. Niggas better run. Probably the son. What y'all all What's y'all niggas want? Do I remember this one? No, you think of Nah, I hit him high. It might be when I hit him high. Remember that one? I hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. Hit him high. You hit him low, hit him low, hit him low. That was off the Space Jam. And that was him? No, that was Space Jam. Oh, you're right. That was like, that was uh, like the Ice Cube, the Monsters, the Monsters. The monsters. Yeah. How the fuck did you confuse Space Jam? I don't know. All right. I fucked up. No, All right. Maybe get an episode of JT Money. So. At some point, now this is a pre- this is an interlude. Not an outro, but an interlude about JT Money. All right. Be out the bitch.